welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. This time I'm talking to Jeff Freestone about his stunning intimate landscapes in the high country of southeastern Australia. Jeff lives in the small remote town of Omeo, nestled at the heart of the Victorian high country. He and his family moved here in 2017 from Melbourne, seeking a quieter life, away from the hustle and bustle to raise their children. What started out as a new hobby quickly turned into something that would soon consume all of Jeff's free time and resulted in a desire to learn as much as he could about the art of photography. His previous love for art and creativity, which had been lost for many years during his time chasing money and status, would eventually return in the form of photography and would ultimately become his new tool for artistic expression. We discuss how he and his family came to make the decision to give up city life for a quieter existence, how the high country has influenced his artistic direction and his passion for intimate forest scenes and much more. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey Jeff, uh, great to have you on the podcast. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, great to see um, you know, podcast um, Australian based. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. Um, you know, really like looking at some of your work. I've seen you on a couple of other podcasts and uh, so forth as well. Uh, and, you know, from my perspective, I, I put you on my list and very high up my list. It's a long list, by the way, but uh, <laughs> uh, put, put you very high on the list because uh, I really wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, what got you started and how you do what you do. And uh, I think, you know, from, from what I've heard about your work and seen of your work, um, I, I think there's some fascinating stuff to, to talk about. So, why don't, why don't we start with uh, how, you, how you got started? Yeah, uh, okay. So um, I guess I've always, well, not always, but there's been a camera around um, for a lot of my life, but um, never used more than um, in like an automatic mode. It's probably more just for um, holidays and that sort of stuff. But um, I've always felt like, I added a bit more to taking photos than just snaps, if you know what I mean? So I always knew there was something there, but um, I always had like other artistic kind of endeavors I was following, but they'd kind of come and then go and then come and go. And that happened with the photography um, a little bit. Um, I never really bought a serious camera until 2017. Okay. Um yeah, um, so that's when I probably started to really take it more seriously and move beyond just the automatic settings and invest a lot more time into it. Um, and the reason for that was that um, we, well, me and my wife, we moved from Melbourne up to the Vic High Country, so that's where I'm living at the moment, mm -hmm. uh, in 2017. So we had a tree change, um, packed up everything and moved up into the High Country um and i wasn't into photography at all then um i still had a camera but when we moved here um i'd never been to this part of victoria before um and as soon as i got here i was like whoa <laughs> i didn't even know it existed i'd never been to the snow so i was deprived as a child <laughs> um so yeah i'd never seen like my health or anything like that so um yeah i was kind of um blown away to be honest um yeah like how beautiful it is up here um, and my work situation was put on hold for, for a bit while we moved up here, just changing um, jobs and so forth. So I had a lot of time to kind of just, I guess, fill <laughs> that time. Um, and yeah, so it kind of just kind of came together with, you know, just going out and going out and exploring. And yeah, it happened pretty quick that I just invested in a decent camera and started, you know, sitting around on YouTube and watching tutorials and all that sort of stuff. And um yeah i think like other creative endeavors or, or things that i get excited about my wife thought it was another one that would um quickly dissolve into nothing and the camera would just gather dust but um yeah what four years later i'm still going at it so <laughs> so um but yes yeah, so that that's really how i got into it and i i had a lot of time initially to invest into it so i kind of managed to go from nothing to knowing um or not 
not like a lot, but I had a lot of time more than I would if I had been working full time then. So, um, yeah, a lot of pretty much just learned everything from YouTube, which was YouTube's fantastic for that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you're mostly self taught. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what what yeah. drove the uh, the move from Melbourne? What uh, what was it about the, the the and what was it about the high country? I guess that made you move there, having sort of not really seen it before. Uh, yeah. So two questions. I guess I can answer both of them. But um, so the the move was I try and not make it into too much of a long winded story. But me and my wife had just become a bit. How can I put it? Um, uh, we lost it, lost interest in you know in the, the whole city life. Um, we were, we lived pretty far away out of city, out of, out of Melbourne. Um, so we weren't utilizing all the benefits of being in the city, and um, yeah, we, we were just getting over the city life, the rat race working paying bills and not really doing anything and going anywhere and we've been listening to um at that time uh a, a, another podcast actually the minimalist i don't know if you've heard of the minimalist there in the yep. in the states yeah so um their story resonated with us quite a lot actually um for those listening that don't know um they were you know two corporate guys um that made it to the top basically and thought that once they got to the top that um, they'd have everything that they want and they had everything like from a monetary value um but they just weren't happy at all like with what they were doing they were just hating it so they basically quit their jobs and started writing books um so yeah i didn't want to write books but i the, the story resonated with me that you know we were working we were doing jobs that you know we kind of liked but we weren't excited about where we were going and yeah. um so yeah so we we were thinking about that. Um, so that was in our mind brewing. Um, and the high country, my wife had, um, her grandparents had a holiday house, um, up here. Um, and she came up here a lot as a kid. So I'm in Omeo, if you don't know the area, it's like kind of at the, the base of, um, the Alpine national park. Um, so she had a holiday house. She'd come up here, you know, for a long time. Um, and I'd never been up here with her before and we just decided to do it one year, um, uh, 2017, um, we can't, and at the time there was a job going, um, so she's a primary teacher and she was on maternity leave with our first, and there was a job going at the school, you know, and she was looking to go back to the school that she was working at in Melbourne, but hated it because it was like a school of I don't even know, over a thousand kids. Yeah, um, yeah. It was pretty full on. So, yeah, so this school um, had a job going and she said, you know, what do you reckon? Should I go for it? <laughs> and, um, yeah, what, so she what, did. What's the, what's the population of Omeo total? Because the, the Omeo school, I imagine, is probably you'd be lucky to have 100 kids. If, if Yeah, uh, there's about, it ranges between, yeah, between like 35 and 40 kids. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's pretty small. Yeah, it's about 400, I think, the last census check. Um, yeah. in Omeo. So, so anyway, yeah, she went for the job and um, came back to Melbourne and um, went back to work. And I think it was like the week after she called me at, at work and said she got the job. So <laughs> she was like, what do you want to do? <laughs> should, should we do it? Yeah. So we took a bit of a punt with that and yeah, decided to sell our house and thought we'd take a bit of a punt. And it was something that we had been thinking about, but we just didn't have like a destination or, sure. um, or, or any like solid plans but this was kind of our out, I guess we kind of saw it. It feels like if we don't take it, we'll probably, we might just get stuck here and never do it. So yeah. So the plan was to do it for 12 months. Well, that's what we kind of told our parents. <laughs> so like, what are you doing? Um, see if it worked. And if it didn't, we'd go back. Um, yeah. And we just haven't looked back since. Uh, cool. So it, it seems pretty obvious and obviously from your portfolio and, you know, looking at your website and so forth, and uh, your Insta feed, etc., that where you live definitely influences how and what you shoot. I guess how much how much did that influence your decision to get into photography in the first place? Was it sort of one of the main drivers, or the like the area around yeah, here? It's, it's the area and the, the the natural beauty of the that alpine region. Um, yeah, I think it was that. Um, it, it was partly that, but it was also partly, 
at the time that we were thinking of trying to do something else with our lives and we were, you know, listening to that podcast, a, a lot of what they talked about was doing something that you really enjoy and you don't have to, you know, make money from it necessarily. It doesn't have to be your driving force and stuff like that, yeah. but um, doing what you love. And, and I found that, um, you know, I was in the corporate world for about eight years before we moved up here and I quit. Um, and, and I started to realise that, in those eight years, all the stuff that I'd done before, because I'd always been kind of like artistically minded. I studied graphic design. Yep. Um, you know, I drew a lot as a kid and, um, you know, even music, I play guitar and stuff like that. But none of that stuff, that all that stuff just disappeared once I entered the corporate world and it was all money, 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 you know, and I kind of got caught up in that chasing money kind of scene and I'd forgotten about all that other stuff. Um, so a, a part of it was, yeah, part of it was the, the landscape, but the other part was I wanted to try and get back into something creative and something I enjoy and try and commit to it. Um, and, yeah, I kind of didn't expect it to go to where it is now. Um, I didn't know if I'd you know, continue it, but I just wanted to do it at that point in time and um, just get a bit more creative. And, yeah, I've just, yeah, managed to enjoy it to the point that, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to – you know, balance work and photography so I can still keep doing it to the point that I haven't, you know, completely lost it because I'm getting sucked back into work and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, sure. um, but yeah, over, over the, the period from 2017 to now um, that I've been shooting, I'd say the region is influencing me a lot more probably now and probably for the last couple of years than when I started because when I started it was, you know, the typical stuff that anyone wants to shoot when they're um, learning, you know, like the seascapes and, you know, the big bright skies and all that sort of stuff. But now it's more, I'm shooting more like intimate stuff and trying to be influenced and show the, the beauty of the region in a more intimate style. Yeah, great. Yeah. So I, I, I guess what 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 is it about that uh, you know those intimate and um, I've got to say you know some some of your uh, photographs of uh, you know it might be as simple as a single tree trunk and just the pattern of the bark on it you know mm. what, what is it about those sorts of things that I guess motivates you creatively? Um. I think I've been trying to figure that out for myself, <laughs> trying to articulate what I'm doing. And I think I spoke to a few people about this. I, I, it might sound like a bit corny, but I feel like I can articulate why I'm doing something or what I'm doing best with just with the photography. It kind of just yeah. speaks for itself in a way that, you know, yeah. I've always been, you know, not great at articulating things in words or specifically photography, like re the reasoning and stuff like that as to why I'm, I'm doing something. You know, I've tried to think about um, how I could articulate it for on my website or something like that, but um, I'll do my best to try and um, explain why I've kind of gone down that path. It, it, it's probably more that um, like when I started and shooting the, the big grand vistas and all that sort of stuff, um, I think I only was doing that for a short period of time. Um, I think, you know, Instagram might have a bit to blame there because you, you just saturated with that sort of imagery. So that might have, yep. you know, um, made me feel like, you know, I'm not producing anything new. Um, uh, so, like, I only did that for a short period of time and then I started to look more into the intimate abstract kind of stuff, um, probably more, more intimate scenes than abstract of anything. I think what draws me to it more is I feel it. I think it can tell a story or a more specific story um, than something that's very general or, um, you know, something that's quite specific or it can get across a mood or it can get across a feeling or it can get across, you know, um, a season or something like that, you know. I think there's those elements to it that, that I enjoy or I see in other people's work and, I, and I'm instantly attracted to a particular scene and, um checking out the, the details of it and that sort of stuff. Um, I'd say another part of it is, well, there's a few parts. One is uh, I feel like there's just so much more um, opportunity for photographs with intimate scenes. So if you, you rock up to a particular area, yeah. there's just so much that if you, you know, if you can start, you know, looking at things a bit differently and seeing things a bit differently and looking around for things that aren't the obvious, that sort of stuff. Um, there's a lot more that you can have a go at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think it's partly that um, I, I guess with 
you know, my family life with um, kids and so forth, I struggle to get out really early and really late. So, um, you know, uh, th- those types of scenes are great. Like, I guess if you're shooting skies and stuff like that. So it means that I can go out during the day and it doesn't matter <laughs> so much because I'm not shooting the sky, that sort of stuff. So it's partly, <laughs> it's partly that as well. Um, yeah, I can kind of, understand, you know, uh, you know, yeah, fit the lifestyle as well. So yeah, sun- sunrises and sunsets get taken up with family time a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there's, there's all parts of it, but yeah. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've got to be, um, inspired and, um, enjoy what I'm doing and, and that, you know, what I'm doing at the moment, you know, that's what's kind of driving me at the moment. I, I like finding, um, those small scenes in nature that, you know, the everyday person might just walk past. I guess that's probably, you know, a big, big yeah. part of it is kind of, you know, I wanted to show people certain things that they might think is mundane or they would never notice. And, um, you know, show that there's a lot of, you know, beauty gets thrown around a lot in landscape photography, that term, but there is, you know, you know, the most mundane things can, you know, if they're, if they're seen in a certain way um, or a certain light or certain, you know, whatever circumstance or, or conditions, um, they can be quite appealing as, you know, art or as a photograph. Yeah. yeah. So do, you, do you find yourself going into the fields uh, with the concept of what you're looking for or do you find yourself doing more optimistic shooting and it's just what you come across at the time um you know and and i guess i'm i'm talking about that in the difference between those grand vista sort of shots that one would take and you kind of would go there deliberately to take that whereas the intimate stuff you might probably tend towards opportunism is that is that how you work or do you do it the other way around you're actually going out there with intent looking for lichens on rocks, for example, you know, and saying that's the concept that I'm after and and that's what you go looking for. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably say like now, pretty much most of the shoots that I go on, they're, they're pretty much unplanned. Um, I, I won't have anything in mind I, apart from like, I don't know if you've noticed that I've got a bit of a snow gum collection going. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll know that I'll go up and I'll, I'll want to shoot snow gums because the conditions are right. But that's as far as it goes. So I don't, you know, I might know the area that I'm going to. Um, I'll go out if the conditions are right. Like, so for shooting those scenes that I've shot, I've had to have the right conditions. I've had to have fog. I've had to have, you know, you know, no direct light coming in. It's got to be overcast and, um that sort of stuff. So like I'll go when the conditions are right, but I'm not usually going out um, with a particular scene in mind. A lot of it is just walking around, trying to see what captures my eye. And I'd probably say most of the images that that I really like myself are ones where I haven't planned them, to be honest. Um, they're usually ones that I've come across and, oh, this is great, you know, just on a particular outing with no, no particular um, idea in mind of what I want to shoot. Yeah. I guess for, for people that don't know the area, what how, how would you sort of describe what it is that you're, the, the area that you're going into? Because, you know, we, we, I know that we've got some international listeners that, you know, if you said, oh, I'm from Omeo, they'd go, where's that? You know, they'd know, <laughs> yeah, Robert, yeah. They'd know Sydney and whatever that, uh, yeah. you know. So what, what where, whereabouts is it first off? And I guess then a bit of a description about what the, what the region's like. Yeah. So it's, um, Northeast Victoria. So it's five hours North, North of Melbourne and Omeo is a small country town. Yeah. Like I said before, but at the base of like the Alpine national park. So pretty much most of, Oh, I do shoot quite, you know, locally. Um, so it's just like a, um, typical Australian, um, no country landscape, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm not actually in like the Alpine region, but um, most of the time I'm shooting up in the Alpine, so it's a pretty rugged landscape. Um, most, again, narrowing it down again, most of the time uh, I'm shooting in winter or autumn. Um, mm-hmm. Autumn's probably more around like the country. Um, I mean, how can I say, like the um, country feel like the Australian countryside. I mean, countryside is probably yeah, what I'm trying the, to go for. The autumn colours of... You know. Yeah, yeah. So around here, the autumn really, um, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal around here. The, the colours are pretty magic. Um, but yeah, most of 
the other type of um, shooting that I do is up in the Alpine, so real rugged, um, yeah, dense forest um, that I'm going into. Yeah. Yeah. And it's That's mostly, yeah, pretty much. It's mostly eucalypt yeah. forest and uh, and so forth. But um, you you do get uh, annual snow in in that region. I, I guess I, I, there's not many years that you wouldn't get snow. You know, above a certain uh, elevation. Elevation. Yeah. You know, I mean, usually you. I mean. Almost every year, there's snow above a thousand meters elevation. Yeah. yeah. So, are you going above the tree line, or are you sort of staying in amongst the trees and and that sort of thing? Or, um, so yeah, so we're at about seven hundred meters. So we're just we just missed the snow usually in the so like twenty years ago, this place would be covered, um, yeah. but the snow's starting to die off a lot more now. But yeah, so we just we're just at the base of it so i think mount hotham's about 1800 but yeah so i'm going right into yeah anywhere from um you know a thousand meters all the way up and generally i'll be going right to the top because that's where the the snows yep um the densest and that's usually what i'm looking for in those types of winter scenes before COVID, i was probably spending most of my shooting time in the snow it might show that on my portfolio but i probably spend most of the time there summer i don't shoot too much but it's usually winter and, and autumn a bit of spring but yeah mostly um winter and autumn the seasons around here are quite quite extreme that the changes compared to when living in melbourne you wouldn't really notice it so much but here you've got um i don't know if you know bright over the other side yeah. of the mountain i know bright yep yeah that there's just i've never seen anything like it like the colors like obviously in the states and stuff it's a bit different but yeah. in australia like, it's phenomenal the colors over there are just insane in autumn so um yeah that's probably about two hours from me so um, yeah. but i've been able to get over there for a few years because of covid How, how's that impacted uh how you've worked uh, i mean what what what's lockdown and uh the the covid experience been like for you know a small town like omeo and and you in particular um just in general not photography related yeah well in general and and or photography yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah well photography yeah I, I haven't done a whole lot um i've been able to shoot locally which is still pretty good compared to um yeah. most people living in the city or something um yeah but small town wise like yeah we've kind of said that to a few people like compared to living in the city like most of my family is still in melbourne we probably haven't experienced like a proper lockdown compared to in the city because yeah. You know, you know, 90% of the people that live in this town are on farms. So, you know, the kids can really just run around wherever they, you know, wherever yeah, they so like. Social isolation by yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's um, oh, like, you know, they, they still followed all the restrictions and everything and still yeah, had to, yeah. you know, lock down when country Victoria was in um, lockdown. But, um, um, yeah, like you know, where we are, we're, we're pretty isolated. I think we're one of the most isolated towns in victoria so like the covid issue wasn't too much of a concern i guess for the town or for it getting here um other than just when melbourne was let out but i don't think much of the town was affected apart apart from um the shops and stuff like that that rely on people coming out from melbourne and stuff like that um but most of the people that are around here they're farmers that their work just kept going so um the town yeah i don't think was nearly impacted or wasn't impacted nearly as much as what it is for like you know a lot of the the, the, the town surrounding melbourne and so forth okay cool hmm. so I, I guess getting back to the photography sort of thing what what's your process or workflow when you when you're out in the field is there anything you know that that, that you might be doing that others might not or might might find different hmm that's a good question. Um, I, I guess the one thing that well, that, that I appreciate um, up here is that m pretty much most of the places that I go to and when I go to them, there's rarely anyone around. I yeah. rarely see someone. Um, so I'm pretty much always on my own. Um, I don't have any photography friends that live up here, so <laughs> I don't go out with anyone unless someone comes up from Melbourne. But yes, I'm always on my own. So I find that I can get into, I think there's a number of different things that people talk about, flow states and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm able to get myself, you know, 
completely focused um, on what I'm doing. So, you know, I'll, I can manage to, you know, I'm still, still work on that. It's not saying I'm consciously doing, yeah. um, but I find that I produce probably the best work when I'm just a hundred percent engaged in what I'm doing. So having no distractions, um, you know, even where I'm going, there's no roads or anything like that. So I just can't, I don't hear any traffic or anything like that. So I'm, you know, I'm completely engaged in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can forget about everything else that's going on. That's one thing that I love about photography for me. I don't know if I've said it in another podcast or written on my website, but it's kind of meditative for me in a specific kind of way. Um, so yeah, sometimes if I haven't been out for a while, I'll kind of crave it more for the meditative side of things rather than, you know, creating images sometimes. Um, probably just because of the lifestyle, you know, three young kids and work and stuff like that. So sometimes I'll crave it just to get out. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I'd probably say that's probably like the main thing um, for me. Like I don't really have, I try not to create um, things that I'll do or processes or anything like that from, you know, out in the field processing is probably a bit different. Like, oh, I have a stock sound away. I'll probably try and do things or deviate outside of, you know, a particular formula that I might follow. But when I'm out in the field, it's really just trying to, yeah, get into that state of engaging with the landscape, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I think that's important when you're shooting things like intimate scenes and abstract yeah. scenes is, is trying to, I guess, free your mind in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, free your mind from certain... Uh, expectations and you know what you should be shooting and that's something I've probably tried to work on a bit particularly with social media it's easy to go out and try and find things that um, even if you don't consciously think about it um, you can easily get swayed into shooting something that people might like as opposed to something that you're interested in Um, and again I'll say probably that's another benefit I have is where I live. I don't have iconic places. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing really iconic up here. <laughs> um, like the whole place is iconic, um, but there's no like iconic places for me to shoot. Um, yeah, so I've kind of had to. No opera find... house or Harbour Bridges or. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. No. So there's, yeah, there's nothing really like that. Like I don't even really have waterfalls or anything like that. So there's nothing. Yeah. yeah so I kind of was forced in a way to try and find things or, you know, make things myself in, in a sense, which is, you know, I, I think it's, it's been good in a way. It's yeah. uh, made me think a bit more about what I'm doing rather than just going to certain places and just pointing the camera and shooting. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and I, I gotta say, I think you've done a, an amazing job of, uh, of showing what the environment up there is like, I guess no, talk, talking about that environment, how important is the, is the environmental aspects of, you know, and have you, uh, I know you've uh, only been doing it for um, uh, four or five years there, but uh, have you noticed environmental changes in that time? As in like results of, from social media and that sort of stuff and people treading yeah, well, on because of... So, social media or even climate change. I mean, there, there's a lot of lot of things that can influence the, the, the environment. Um, social yeah. media is one of them. As, as you said, you're probably not going to be too crowded out because there's no iconic... Uh, yeah. <laughs> not really no yeah I, like I, I don't think the area has really been hit with anything and, and like i don't have issues sharing locations i don't i don't yeah you know, the, the, the places that i go to you know I'm, I'm walking to a place that's probably hard to you know describe where it's specifically is if someone wanted to know where a specific snow gum was or something so i just generalize where i'm going but yeah, no so I, I, I haven't really on the left that. isn't gonna cut it <laughs> yeah i'll mark it for you yeah um <laughs> but not really um Oh, environmental, the only thing probably is like, yeah, with the bushfires. Um, yep. You know, bushfires ripped through um, this area two years ago, was it? Um, yeah. yeah, so that was um, pretty devastating um, seeing it afterwards. Um, uh, but, yeah, environmentally, not, not really. Oh, just getting to know the snow seasons now, like uh, from t- speaking to a lot of people around here, they are seeing more years now with um, less snow than what there was say, five, 10 years ago. Seasons as well. Pretty much. Yeah. The last, yeah. The first, tw- was it 2020 that COVID that, yeah. that snow season was one of the worst they've had in a long time. And it was probably the best time to have it because no one could come up here, yeah. but it was pretty bad. Yeah. There was not much snow at all. So, um, 
yeah, so th- that that's probably the only thing is yes, seeing that or hearing that the snow seasons aren't at all what they were like when some of the guys here, you know, my age were growing up here, uh, completely different. Yeah, okay. You, you mentioned social media. So I guess where, where do you stand on social media's place in terms of the photography industry and uh, and so forth? I mean, obviously it's important for getting your work known and getting it seen, but uh, beyond that, where, where, do you, where do you see it going? I guess I'll just preface it with this is just my opinion and those sorts of things. So everyone's got their own reasons and opinions on things. Um, That's why we're here to talk, talk about what your, you know, what yeah. thoughts are. Yeah, I, I guess it's a, you know, you've got to look at things from, you know, different, a number of different angles. Like for one, you know, that, you know, starting up photography in uh, a time when there is social media that like, I do sometimes think that, you know, the audience that I have and like, I've got, you know, nowhere near an audience like a lot of photographers out there that have, you know, massive audiences, well-known um, photographers. But even just my audience of, I don't even know, like 2,000 people or 1,500 people on Instagram, before Instagram and social media, I wouldn't have had probably an audience. Um, <laughs> um, so, and, and that's probably driven me to still keep keep at it as well as you know obviously everyone loves getting you know people complimenting your work and that sort of stuff so there has been you know that that aspect of it um i have met you know a lot of people even if i haven't actually met them physically or in person um that i would never have met outside of photography so it's been really great for that um but there's a lot of negatives to it as well so and i won't go into them um but um I think that, you know, just everyone knows that, you know, the downsides of, of social media, spending so much time on there and comparing, comparing yourself to someone that has 100,000 followers, all that sort of stuff. And I'm kind of past that now. Um, but, um, and I mean, like, the I don't... The way I've looked at it is, you know, everybody's on, on their own journey and everybody's at whatever place they're at, you yeah. know. And if, you, if you're sitting there comparing yourself against somebody that, say, got into Instagram, you know, a year or so into when it started and mm. you started, say, five or six years later, you're never going to be in that same space, you know, so. No. <coughs> pardon me. And everyone kind of gets into it for different reasons as well. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. that, you know, there's, you know, there's a whole group of people that will, shoot for likes and that, and that's fine um you know people will do you know crazy things with skies and all that sort of stuff and you know just to get the likes and and they'll have you know big followings and stuff like that and you know everyone at some point gets to that crossroad i guess and thinks which way do i want to go yeah. um, you can get pulled back to you know um, one side very very easily so i i consciously made an effort to um I don't know when it was maybe two years ago to just keep re- reminding myself to, you know, to be shooting stuff for myself. And, yep. um, and I don't think it was that, you know, big of a time frame. Like I kind of, I, I think I got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I realized that it's just, you know, social media, it's likes, it's followers, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean a whole, a great deal to me in terms of you know that that aspect of it um so um yeah i, I don't want to <laughs> say stuff that might have no, said that's, was reading. that's fine oh, I I mean, the, you know the, yeah. the the important thing i think for for a lot of people is that you know you've got to you've got to remember why you started taking photos i think so yeah yeah, okay, there may be some people that got influenced and decided to take it up because of Instagram or because of Twitter or whatever, you know. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're doing it, do it for yourself, do it for your own pleasure, do it for your own mental health, not for, you know, not yeah. that sort of thing, you know, because that, yeah. that stuff, you know, ultimately isn't that fulfilling. It's a bit like what you were talking about earlier with, uh, you know, chasing the dollar, you know. Yeah. You can end up at the at the top of your field and everything, and still be unhappy. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's right. And um, I think um, you you know, like you said, people get into it for different reasons, and and I don't 
Um, you know, I'm not going to say someone's in it for the wrong reason. If they're in it for, you know, the popularity and that sort of stuff, then that's fine. Um, oh, you know, you don't know what their, their, their situations are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, I got into it probably more so from the creative side. Um, sure. Well, not the creative side, but doing something for myself. Um, and, yeah, I kind of just wanted to stick to that. I, I guess I've found that the times that I'm not enjoying stuff is when I'm maybe spending too much time on social media. So trying to have breaks from it and stuff like that I've found in the past um, not only do I find things a bit more fulfilling and I've got more time um, but I've also found I can get a bit more creative as well uh, if I have breaks and those sorts of things from social media so um, yeah yeah it, it's great for um, certain things like especially even like inspiration um, oh absolutely yeah without like um, you know Instagram and uh, you know, even like Twitter now, um, Facebook to an extent, um, you've just got so much access to so many different photographers, which before, like, I don't even know how you would have <laughs> found them, you know, to be honest. Well, um, the, the, the truth is nobody did unless they, they you know, attended a hell of a lot of uh, photography exhibitions. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, yeah. So it, it has done a great deal for, you know, photography and stuff like that, and I think it's helped a lot of people get, to you know places where they're doing it full time and that sort of stuff um you know and, and that's the other that's the other aspect to it as well i don't do this full time so if i was doing it full time i think i'd have to have more of a social media presence and those sorts of things so yeah. um you know that's another aspect of it that you know people doing it full time they've got to be promoting workshops or promoting their work and that sort of stuff so um yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned you know the the inspirational like uh, I guess and aspirational uh, stuff you know and there's there's quite a lot of photographers out there but who who's your go to person when you're sort of seeking to extend yourself? Mm. Um, to be honest, it probably changes. Um, it changes more and more these days. Mm -hmm. um, I can say like moving into the intimate, um, like when I moved to more intimate scenes and found a bit more of a direction, um, my inspirations were, um, Alex Noriega has always been there for yeah. me. Um, I love his work. Um, I love, you know, I've listened to his, you know, him talk and stuff like that. I just love his, the, the, his, where is it? That's what I'm looking for. Um, how he just, does photography and you know, yeah. everything about it and so forth so um yeah his images his intimate scenes and so forth um yeah beautiful work um sarah marino jennifer remwick um yep. eric bennett um so yeah probably i guess i discovered those photographers obviously through instagram um but a lot more of the intimate scenes that they were doing was probably um, open my eyes to a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, in terms of now, I, I, I like, I still love their work, um, yeah, yeah. but I'm constantly looking for different things. So at the moment I'm experimenting with, um, like ICM, for example, playing around with that. Um, so I'm looking at a lot of people that are doing that at the moment. Um, and I'm enjoying a lot of that work, a lot of the impressionistic kind of photography work. Um, and, you know, will I release anything of that? I don't know. I'm just playing around with that, having a bit of fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't, <laughs> um, in terms of who's inspiring me at the moment, um, okay. i heard of Elvis Deli, um, D-A-L-L-I-E. Um, very abstract, intimate work. Um, yeah, he's someone that I'm enjoying at the moment. But um, people that I'll probably go back to are probably, like I said, the Alex Noriega, Sir yeah. Marino. Yeah. What, what, so, what sort of things are you doing to achieve consistency in your work in terms of, you know, the, the, the look of uh, a Jeff Freestone piece? Yeah, uh, I did. I went through it again. That was another phase of, you know, what's my look? Do I have a look? I've got to try and find a style and all that sort of stuff. And I think a lot of people go through that phase. Um, yeah. And I found myself overthinking it 
And then I started reading about people saying that it will just come to you naturally. So I thought that sounds good. I'll just <laughs> stop <laughs> thinking about it and hopefully it just comes. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't even know if I have really a look or a style. Um, um, I think maybe that the, the only thing that might attribute to that is maybe the conditions that I go out in. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm always trying to go out in. From my perspective, look, looking at your work, I, I think there is a, um, a a fair amount of consistency, and it's not you know just oh it's it's it, it's an intimate you know gum tree bark scene or you know that that sort of thing. There, there's obviously consistencies because they're similar mm. subject matter. Yeah. But yeah. when when I look at your work, you know the contrasts are you know uh, are quite similar. Uh, mm. And the way that you use color, I think, is is also you know fairly consistent, right? You know, I mean, there, there are obviously pieces where you know the colors are going to be completely different because that's just what you've shot. But yeah, you know, for, for me, I, I I see quite a lot of consistency in your work. So oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I hope. Um, yeah, maybe maybe the processing I've kind of gotten to a point where I just I'm not thinking about it. Maybe. Um, yeah. So I don't like go back to other images and go, I've got to see if I can make it fit to this or something like that. But maybe it's just, yeah, that what, how I like an image to look. So, you know, like contrast, for example, I'll try and not make scenes too contrasty. I, I am influenced, I wouldn't say um, by specific painters, yeah. um, but I do like a bit of more of a painterly look that might come into it a bit. Um, so like a softer image, a softer look um, than real, um, in your face kind of colors and that sort of stuff. So um, if something's looking a bit too contrasted, I might even bring that contrast down. Um, yeah, so I'm probably trying to create a, um, a scene that's, um, you know, in terms of contrast and colors, quite well balanced, but a bit of softness to it as well. Mm. Um, nothing that's too like, you know, punching you in the face. Yep. So I guess the scenes that I'm shooting are a bit like that too. Um, you know, I hope that people spend a bit more time with my images than, you know, just getting a smack in the face, you know, that sort of, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, sort, the, sort of thing. Definitely, you know, some of those foggy forest scenes, you know, they've definitely got that serenity, you know, um, sort of around them that they, they really invite you to sit and take it in. And, you know, yeah. it's not like... You know, a lot of the stuff you see on Insta, oh, yeah, that looks good flick, that looks good flick, you know. It, yeah, yeah. They're not that that sort of image. They're one that I think, you know, certainly should should be blown up into a, you know, good-sized print hung on a wall. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, do, do, do you print much of your work? And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you you sell prints through your, your website and so forth, but do you do yeah. you print for your, for your own use and home? Um, I do print. Um, I don't print for myself and my wife keeps asking. <laughs> We've just moved into a new place and she wants to <laughs> decorate you up on the wall. So, um, so yeah, I might be doing that soon, but um, um, yeah, I do enjoy printing and I do want to get my own printer one day because I'd love to, um, just take it up as something else to do because it sounds like from what I've heard is that when you get into printing yourself it's like getting in, it's not just printing it's you're getting into a whole new mm -hmm. it's like another whole hobby <laughs> I guess a, um, learning all the aspects it's, it's of it it's at a cost too if you <laughs> well, yeah that, and that, that's what's holding me back so <laughs> at the moment um, so yeah um, I do love the idea of that and I do shoot my images for print basically um, yeah. So at some point, um, I do want to be printing my images and they'll be there forever. So um, the way I'm um, shooting and processing is the ultimate goal is for them to be printed. Um, and if someone wants to buy them now, then they're there. Um, but yeah, for myself, um, for printing, yeah, I, I definitely shoot them um, to be more than just, you know, being online or something like that. I do want to be able to print them at some point. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's the most notable experience you've had uh, while out in the field? Mm, notable experience. It's all right. Take your time because anything, <laughs> anything we say here can be cut out. So. <laughs> trying to think if there's any stories. I don't think there are any stories. Um, 
Probably the best experience I've had across a bear or anything like that. <laughs> no, I've come across a few snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the ones that have re- that that I've enjoyed that have been, um, yeah, you really feel like you're alive is when you're up at on the top of Mount Hotham during winter in a massive snowstorm. So um, those sorts of experiences um, yeah. are probably what keep me going back every winter. Um, I lo- love being out in conditions that aren't just you know, the regular conditions. And that's probably what you know, I'm lucky you know, where I live because we do have that. And it's not too far for me to go. Um, like yesterday, I was actually up at Falls Creek for most of the day and the whole place was just covered in fog. Mm. From seven in the morning when I got there till about two thirty until I left, so the whole place was just complete thick fog, and it was great for um, snow gums because they're just wet and saturated, yeah. and it's just such an eerie feeling. Yeah. No one up there. There is absolutely no one up there um, at the moment. So it's um, yeah, there's something about that that yeah, I just absolutely love. I just you know, it's just, I wish I had more time. I had. <laughs> was it like eight hours up there or something yeah. um, i had to get back but yeah i don't know I, I don't know if i've had anything that's like um <laughs> no specific experience but in general that that's the stuff that i keep going back for i, I love those I, I love the feel of when i'm out there and a lot of people talk about that with photography it's not just the end results a lot of it's about experiencing it and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. i don't know um and again not to um put anyone's work down that's doing this sort of stuff but I think that's what drives me to that sort of stuff. It's being in those conditions is I don't know if I, I'd get that same feeling just shooting waterfalls and um, seascapes and that sort of stuff. Cause I've experienced that, you know, being in those kind of conditions and um, yeah, just the loneliness of being there isolated on your own. You can't see, you know, a few feet in front of you because of the dense fog or in a snowstorm, um, the challenges that you have trying to photograph all that sort of stuff kind of, drives me to produce something i guess yeah fantastic Mm. um have you ever hit a creative wall and how did you handle that uh yeah yeah um so it happens a couple of times a couple of times a year probably the first time it happened to me i really struggled with it like really bad um partly i think probably because of social media at the time i was you know trying to put out you know a lot of work or you know for me i'm trying to put out a lot of work and um i think it lasted maybe about four weeks um and yeah i just really struggled with the idea of um a lot of it was just about my own work um i didn't like what i was doing and i didn't feel like i had any direction or anything and i I think that you know for listeners it's probably a common thing uh, that they go through um and experienced that maybe before, but yeah, for me, I really struggled with the first time. So I reached out just to a few um, pros or people that I looked up to, I guess. Um, again, another benefit of Instagram, those sorts of things, getting yeah. instant um, contact back from someone. So yeah, it was just um, reached out to a few people and um, gave me a few ideas of what to do. Um, and yeah, just, I guess, maybe chatting with a couple of people um, kind of helped, but um I found the best way just to get through it is to not force it. And that's what I do now. Um, <clears throat> so during COVID, I had, you know, quite a long creative block or I just didn't have any desire to go out. I had a backlog of photos to um, edit and I didn't feel like doing that. So, yeah, I just enjoyed time at home with the kids and just other stuff that goes on in life. and. Mm-hmm. It's only just started to come back, actually. So um, I've just started to get back into it. So, yeah, I've just found that um, forcing it is um, just leads to, I don't know, either lasting longer or producing work that you just don't like. Yeah. So I just kind of let it go naturally. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've tried a few things. Um, some things work sometimes. Some things don't work. Um, people suggested trying to go out and shoot things that you would uh, never shoot. Um so, you know, trying a different genre or trying a different lens or, you know, trying some macro if you've ne- never done that before, just trying something that yeah. might get the creative juices going because you've never done it before. Yeah. Um, reading some books um, or just doing something that's completely non-photography related. Um, but, yeah, I think um, 
just letting it come back naturally is I've found is the best way. Yeah, great. What have you, or what do you think you've learned about the world through photography? Oh, um, I haven't travelled much, so I couldn't say the world, but I've probably learned a lot more about um, nature and um, having a lot more of an appreciation for it where I've never really noticed it before, noticed things in nature, finding things um, that I can appreciate a lot more than I that I never had before. So, like, you know, the, appreciating the small things in life and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's photography's allowed me to get out and explore things a lot more and those sorts of things as well. But, yeah, in terms of has it taught me it's probably yeah just um i suppose just the stock standard answer being more respectful towards nature and that sort of stuff but it is like that if you're if you're photographing things that you love and appreciate you 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 want it to be respected and um so it can be there for you know as long as you know for more generations and you know seeing stuff um around the world places that are getting trampled and that sort of stuff because of you know, Instagram is pushing a lot more more people to go to those real popular places. Like, it is a shame, but I think it's um, kind of inevitable with the way that the world's going with technology and that sort of stuff. So it is hard to um, try and stop that from happening. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, advocates for that, you know, nature first and that sort of stuff are trying to get the word out and promote that amongst at least the photography community as well that have like big followers, which is, you know, it's a good thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What's the best thing about being a photographer? Best thing. Um, or I guess but another way of asking that, what's the thing you enjoy most about being a photographer? I think it's, um, like I said before, I've had like other artistic and creative kind of endeavors. I, I think, I think photography, it's definitely, I've explored a lot more creatively and I've gone a lot more deeper than anything I've done before. Um, so maybe it's taught me a bit about myself, um, going a lot deeper with certain things. Um, I think if I, I think it's also the stage in my life where I'm at as well. I think if I had tried to take it up when I was a lot younger, I don't think I would have explored it a lot more. Yeah. So I think it, it came at the right time. Does that make sense? Like I think it came yeah. at the right time where I'm more mature in life and stuff like that. So yeah. I was open to the things that it is kind of taking me towards, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I love every all the artistic elements to it that it's bringing. It's uh, um, you know, the, what I set out to do in 2017 is, is probably I've I've achieved that and um. You know, I, I wanted to start doing something or enjoying something creatively and, and not letting that just go by the wayside for the sake of money and that sort of stuff. So I've achieved that, but I think I've got, taken it further than what I expected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what's the thing you like least about being a photographer? Maybe the obsession. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. How can I explain that? <laughs> um yeah, I guess getting obsessed with certain things or, or feeling that I've, I've got to go out, I've got to create, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I do like the um, just taking things quite naturally and that's the approach I try and have when I go out and photograph. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of hesitancy of, you know, when like the season comes around, like winter or something like that, I've got to get out, I've got to shoot and can create, you know, tensions at the home and stuff like that. So I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know if that's answered the question the best <laughs> as possible, but um. Yeah, I wouldn't say social media because there are good things about it and you can choose to step away from it. So no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really think of anything bad about it, but um, yeah. So what, what do you like to do when you're not out shooting and not uh, processing? Well, it's just kids and work, so <laughs> without it sounding like... No, that's fine. ...drudgery. Um, but yeah. Um, is what it is. But, I, I, you know, we moved up here as well to get away from that, like, that lifestyle where I was just working and never seeing, actually we had, we had two and moved up here. Um, we've got three now. Um, and I was going through, you know, um, the, 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 that corporate world of just working long hours, mm-hmm. traveling for long hours, yep. never seeing the kids. And yeah, we kind of just wanted to make a bit of a change. My life is a bit the same. So, um, so yeah, I'm getting to spend a lot more time with the kids, um, which I'm enjoying. So I do enjoy that. Um, yeah, so 
yeah, just enjoying living town of 400 people. <laughs> the quiet life. It, it sounds idyllic. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It kind of suits the photography kind of uh, hobby as well. <laughs> so if you weren't a photographer, what would you be? Would you go back to the corporate world? Um, if if somebody came along and said, "Sorry, Jeff, you're not allowed to take any more photos. You can't. I'm I'm confiscating your camera." What? what no, I don't. No, yeah, that, it's it's not all about that. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't. Yeah, no, I can't imagine going back to that um, working life. I'd probably try and find something else creative. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I kind of feel like um, I used to paint a bit as well. Like when I was younger, nothing at all spectacular far from it um i feel like that might be the next thing that i might want to try and do um yeah i really like the idea of painting and just sitting down i don't know i think when i've got more time maybe when the kids are growing up or something um photography is great that you can produce things and you can do it relatively quick um compared to you know producing a painting or something like that um, that's something you really got to commit to long term. I think Absolutely, it seems yeah. like. Um, so, for, yeah. So, like photography, even though you know I don't rush out and take um, photos really quick, well, sometimes it can be spur of the moment. But you can produce something, you know, relatively um, quick, and it can still be quite amazing. So, you know, it, it's good from that aspect as well. Like a time lim- a limited amount of time that I have <laughs> um but, but that kind of helps as well but yeah. yeah I don't know either some some something artistic or something I don't know fitness related or something <laughs> fair enough fair enough are there any photographers out there that uh you think I should be talking to on the podcast Australian based doesn't matter I'm it's landscape photography world so I'll uh, I'll Oh, okay. I'm talking to a guy from Spain uh, on Sunday, so you know. Oh, really? Okay. Um, oh, I wish you would have asked me that <coughs> beforehand. I could have looked it up. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I could have thought about it. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, trying to think of some. Um, I heard you had. Uh, ben Mays on, yeah. Ben Mays, ben Mays. Mays. yep, yep. Uh, good mate of his. Um, uh, mm. can I come back to you? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I might have to come back to you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of any specific at the moment. Not a problem, not a problem. Um, I've got one more question. Um, mm. and you know, everybody that listens knows this is the, the most important question that I've got. Oh, yeah. Do you like pineapple on pizza? <laughs> My wife will only, oh, oh, I shouldn't say will only, but her favourite and she's obsessed with Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> Nothing else competes with it. So I've kind of been forced into it, but, um, yeah, I don't mind pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. it's a good question it's important question absolutely we've got to get to the bottom of the uh the the big questions in life do you think it should be on pizza i i don't care oh okay (laughs) (laughs) to be honest if it's there i won't take it off if it's not there it doesn't bother me (laughs) anchovies shouldn't be on a pizza Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i'd I used to go along with that, but I've I've sort of come over to the dark side on the edge. Oh, have you? Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll make sure I don't share a pizza with you. One. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like too much of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it gets a bit too fishy. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, uh, Jeff. I've really enjoyed catching up with you, and it's really been fascinating hearing about how you do what you do where can people find you and your work uh yeah so um on instagram um facebook um or probably best viewed on my website which is um what is it oh, it's terrible uh freestone photography uh dot com fair enough you can go view it on there no worries thanks for that i'll include links uh in the uh, show notes for the podcast as well. Yep, sure thing. No worries. Oh, it's been great. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much. 
thanks thanks again for listening to landscape photography world i hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because i'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes you can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com and on youtube and i'm also on instagram twitter and facebook i'm grant swinburne hope to see you out shooting soon <laughs>